I want to hit play, so we're listening to us speak the words. No beats, just no time. Beats, just no beats, only time. Only time. I feel like that's a really like profound or shitty rap lyric. Ain't no beats, only time. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of rap lyrics, I just started uh, a new series um, on Netflix called The Get Down. See, here I was expecting you to say I just started a new rap group, and I was very excited. Uh, but I am equally intrigued because I have not heard of this Netflix series. It's a it's a brand new Netflix series, or it came out a few months ago, and I had hadn't had a chance to get around to watching it yet and it's pretty much or at least from what the first episode because what they're doing is they're releasing this first season in two parts so they're releasing the first six episodes now and i think the next six or seven later and it's baz lerman who uh, who's directing it which is pretty cool i think jaden smith is in it in some capacity i can't tell which character he is Having that moment where I'm recognizing every name but can't put a face or previous role to them. All that to say that the show is surrounding, I guess, the birth of hip-hop in the Bronx. And, like, the, the birth of that type of alternative culture. And so seeing where that comes from. So Grandmaster Flash is in it. Hmm. A couple other figures are in it. And it's pretty cool. Um, I feel like I can't remember what station it was on, but I know my mother and my brother were watching for a while a similar one where it was all about, like, the... The beginning of like soul music. <clears throat> oh, um, I think I know what you are referring to. Yeah, the name of which eludes me. Uh, but I know it had a great cast. Uh, everyone was really enjoying it. But I feel like that's kind of like not a new trend. But I could see a few more things taking uh, advantage of that. There was a wasn't there a Straight Outta Compton also, which was kind of in the same vein. Straight Outta Compton was a movie though. But yeah, but the same idea, kind of like yes. the origin of a music genre or an artist in told as a dramatic retelling versus just a 100% factual uh, historical documentation thing. Like, I guarantee you in any of these series there's some creative liberties taken for the sake of the story. There always are. I think, you know, you you change names or you either dramatize or play down certain events. It's always going to be like that because just sometimes things don't play out in a way that is entertaining for the sake of other people watching it yeah i I feel like that kind of goes with any uh retelling of a story for modern media i'm sure if you looked at uh was it abe lincoln movie they did a little while ago a year or two ago abraham lincoln uh zombie hunter yeah Uh, i don't think he actually fought zombies yeah i'm sure yeah no he was more of a vampire guy to my knowledge Mm -hmm. uh no but even like any historical piece like that i know it was a ben-hur was the recent one that was pretty big ben-hur is not very recent no Ben-Hur. Oh no, they're remaking Ben Hur. Sorry. Okay, they're remaking because I was like Ben Hur is not a recent movie. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's just, obviously there's going to be some dramatization, of... which is totally fine. That isn't a judgment call on me for any reason. I think it's appropriate. No, because you know, even with like the most interesting stories, there are times when the guy's just making a grilled cheese sandwich and nothing exciting is happening. But maybe you know. You... <laughs> Whereas, have you seen the movie Chef? No. Yeah, that was the climax of that fucking movie, that grilled cheese he made. Fuck. Uh, really good movie I recommend if you haven't seen it. Huh. Uh, it's on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. It's okay. John Favreau, who's the director of Iron Man, the first yeah. two, uh, directing and starring in this. And of course, he gets Robert Downey Jr. to do a cameo, which is kind of fun. But it's a guy reconnecting with his um, son after a divorce and he doesn't have full custody. They go and just buy a food truck and start up a small food truck business and it's the the son kind of chronicling their journey 
over social media, kind of a combining of the two ages, which is kind of a cool. Like, he doesn't get Twitter and he fucks himself over because of it. Oh, yeah? Gets into a flame war with a, another chef and doesn't realize it's all public because he's so inept at it. Then the son kind of takes over the account as they travel and gets a huge following. Hmm. And they make, like, local foods where they are. Very fun movie. I mean, I'm a big fan of food, um, both as a larger gentleman and also as a, I like discovering new meals and new things like that. So a movie all about a larger chef discovering new foods in different areas and kind of like a social media aspect to it was a really fun movie. Really funny too, like great cast. Well, that's cool. Something to look into. All that to say that even movies based on true stories are always based on true stories. Exactly. And unless, you know, it's an actual documentary film Mm -hmm. where you have like David Attenborough narrating... Good name, good name. You know, exactly where things go. There's always going to be a, an aspect of dramatization to it. And I feel like it does, it helps. It gets it gets the audience in, engrossed in it a little more, a little more intrigued, a little more development in character and, like, a chance to see these things. And, yeah, you know what? Maybe this exact scene didn't play out the way it really did in history, but the gist of it is there. I mean, uh, Social Network is a great example. Yeah. I have not watched that movie in a while, and it is such a good film. It's, the soundtrack too is phenomenal. The soundtrack's very good. The the film itself is is solid. Yeah. I mean, no, Andrew, I say Andrew it, Garfield's it, in it. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> you brought them up on a previous. I did. I don't remember I why. I think we were talking when. about my brother. I think my brother was in a rowing. Uh, I correct myself. My brother does not do rowing at Concordia. He does dragon boating. Very different. Uh, I said I probably did mention the Winkle Boss. <laughs> That's exactly that what point. I think it was. That'd be what I did. I think I brought it up to him uh, a while back when we were hanging out. Oh god, yeah, your comics. Uh, you know, my brothers don't listen unless I tell them to listen to something specific. But even then, and they would just pinpoint a... the exact moment in the podcast. Listen at twenty two forty seven <laughs> minutes. Which reminds me, I've got to get a group chat going with the four of you, the five of you, because you pretty much have uh, less than a week, about a week, to figure out uh, how you guys are doing your speech for my wedding. Oh, I could wing it. I figured that would mostly be it, but I know, but like, just I, more like, coordinating. I guess integrating, yeah, what everyone else is going to say. I'm pretty sure the rest of the guys aren't, like, super public speaky, but I'm sure they all want to throw in a line or two, or at least, a, like, an ending thing. That's so. it. If it was just me doing a speech, I wouldn't even prepare. That's it. Like, I've seen you go unprepared, and mm-hmm. Paul's going to hear that and kill me, so this episode won't go until after the wedding, hopefully. Oh, she won't, no, that's <laughs> it. She won't find out until after the wedding. <laughs> she won't fucking well, murder me. But, yeah, she'll uh, murder me, too, so. Oh, yeah, we will. Cheers. Cheers to being dead. To be To death. To death. <laughs> Death! <laughs> Death lurks around every corner. Death! That's just Maggie. <laughs> mm. You missed, actually. So, actually, today's uh, drinks are brought to us by a bunch of people throwing money at me to buy booze. Mystique. Uh, yeah, we're drinking Mystique apple cider. I'm going for a rosé. Not crazy about it, but okay. I don't hate it. Okay, I have a rosé uh, loaded up for later. I'm doing a regular cider right now. I'm a big cider fan. Cider is fantastic. Cider Even, like, is. my next one's a Mad Jack, which isn't officially a cider. It's apple-flavored beer. Mm-hmm. It's still really good. The only thing is I find I drink it like a cider, and it just... It, I don't realize how much heavier it is than a cider compared to a beer, so it hits me pretty hard at the end of the night. Okay. Like, not even in, like, a drunken state, but in, like, I'm really, like, grossly full. Yeah, no, you'd end up coming over afterwards, but we had a, a bunch of people over at my place for a Simpsons watching party. We just, <laughs> I'm just thinking of football watching party again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I got, that's exactly where <laughs> that's I was going to go with that too. as well. But we just had a bunch of guys, it was a friend's birthday, and we just said, you know what, come over. We ordered a bunch of pizzas, which we thought was going to be too much, we finished completely. 
Uh, everyone threw in some money. We bought a bunch of beers and ciders, and we just said, fuck it, let's just watch a bunch of the best old Simpsons episodes. And even, like, we ended up watching the Monorail episode, a classic that any Simpsons fan would recognize. Yeah. And the audio is desynced by a good, like, two or three seconds. But it didn't matter if we were singing along and saying every line in line with the show. <laughs> and it's one of those things you forget how good that show really is. <coughs> oh my god. It's, uh... It's it's when the show is a little bit. Old. I mean, everyone says this. Everyone says this about everything. Is that the older stuff is always better? But for the Simpsons, definitely, you look at the older episodes, and that maybe that's just because that's when it was new and it was exciting. I, I'm sure. Like I, I haven't watched it that much lately, but I don't know. I, like the Simpsons that I grew up watching. Um, and I, I already probably sound super pretentious with this, and I, I always I hate, I will I swoop hate, in to save you again. I have an idea. I hate sounding that way, but I think it's different when you're watching a sh- a series for the first time, and like you're just starting to get into it, and it becomes then it becomes old. It becomes like okay, I'm I'm watching this because I've watched this for so long, and it doesn't even become like something you want to watch anymore. It's just on. Yeah, I was that way with Family Guy a lot towards yeah. the end. Now going back and watching episodes like way later because we're on Netflix and they're just playing it on the TV wherever I am I do find them a lot more funny than I did when I was watching it week to week and The Simpsons two things I'll say one is there's definitely different ch- it's been a change in the writing style for the jokes not in a poor way there are, I, I don't think I've seen an episode and this again being more that I was said oh you should probably watch this episode versus I just watched that week's episode but someone will be like oh next week's they're doing a parody of E3 like the gaming convention so I checked, and that was actually really funny. They did a lot of good gaming humor. That was great. This was like two, three seasons ago. Okay. Uh, or someone goes, you know what? Last week they did a Halloween, great Halloween special. You should watch it. And they're usually right. Yeah. But yeah, then again, fair. like when I was towards the end, just watching every week's episode, I was kind of like, I'd have my laugh, but it was never really the same. But going back to the old episodes, and I mean, I say old, we were watching seasons like three through like nine was our kind of a prime we went through. Yeah. That was what we just had available to us and we just dug through and found nothing but golden oldies. Awesome. But I mean, it's a combination of nostalgia and it was a different writing style. It was, it was much more of a mature humor. Like it wasn't blatantly setting up a joke and a punchline. Yeah. You would just have like a one-off line from Homer to end a sentence and a second later it would hit you like, oh, that was the really fucking funny line. That was the- <laughs> like it wasn't like the newer seasons, which I find have to compete more with like South Park and Family Guy. They've got to set up their jokes a little more. That's it. It's less just the the natural like dry humor that it had. That's it. No, Matt, Matt Groening, Groening, Groening. I don't really know. No one knows how to pronounce that man's name. Mystery. Uh, I always really like for him, or, or for me. I mean, one line that he said in an interview always stuck with me, and it was, "At the end of the day, make yourself laugh. Write stuff that you think is funny. Because if you think it's funny, chances are someone else is gonna think it's funny." I like that. So I don't know. Maybe. I think he still, like, assuming he still does a lot of the writing on the show, I- I'm sure maybe he, he he probably still goes by that. You know, people yeah. still enjoy the show. To, it's, it's... to my minimal knowledge of the show as it is right now, I believe there is a full writing team, but he has final say on it. Yeah. And will still pitch in jokes and be there for the table reads kind of thing. Because they still do classic table reads because he feels it's the best way to get the, the well, scene. that's cool. And I feel like you have a rapport with everybody. It's a good way to do it. I always like looking at, like, cartoonists and, like, hearing their kind of lines. Um, uh, there was one from the creator of Brandon Stimpy. His line was always, and I'm butchering the quote, I'm sure, was, it's not good cartoon 
especially aimed at like you know like a brand stimpy genre like if it's it's not a good cartoon if somebody can listen without watching and know what's going on yeah it should be the kind of thing where you hear something and you immediately have to go what and look at the screen that makes and sense. I feel like shows like Futurama I think is a really good example of that Futurama is a great very underrated cartoon because I mean it got cancelled like three times three maybe times four. four times so seriously if Netflix doesn't pick that fucking show up soon like just you know the bankroll you'll make if you pick up Futurama for another few seasons I think I think they're just done with it I mean again it's Mac running right it's uh I think the way they ended it this time it really is True. If anyone hasn't seen the Done. ending, it really was a magical ending. And if this was the last episode ever for real, I'd be very okay with that. Future Hour for me is one of those shows where they're like they don't have a peak or a valley. I, for me, even the newer seasons that came after a few years of like hiatus, they were all good. Obviously, there was the whole you know Fry's dog episode, which oh which Jesus, fucks you dude, up dude, dude, every dude, time. Dude, dude, dude. And you know even the the one uh, the luck of the Fryrish, which is also pretty sad. Uh, even his, in the uh, more recent seasons, the one with uh, Bender's uh, Bender's fault, I think it's called, when he yeah. finds out he's not like he has no backup drive, he's actually mortal essentially. Yeah. Oh, dude. And that is a mark of a good show. Like, there's very few shows I feel you can watch and have a good laugh and really have a heartfelt moment. Mm-hmm. One of my only other ones I go back to for this is two. Oh, two. I'm watching right now. Same production team. Um, and it's this new trend I've seen. I don't know if you really, you really brought it up. Is the children's shows with really heartfelt messages. And the two I bring up are Steven Universe and Adventure Time. I figured those are the two you were well, yeah, Once you introduced them that way, I figured those are the two you were that's going it. for. I figured most people have seen Adventure Time, and watching bits and pieces of it, it really is just like, it can be a lot of fart humor. That's really what comes down to a lot of it. Yes. But like when they share a message, like they did a whole episode where the main character, Finn, is literally flirting and toying with the two women in his life that he kind of has a crush on. Okay. And literally like just playing them against each other for his own amusement. Until it backfires. Literally, you cannot toy with people's love. It's an emotion, and you'll fuck with them, and you'll get more hurt in the end because of it. And I'm just thinking, like, the kids who are going to... Like, one of my uh, friends uh, has a son who's just starting, I think, his first, second year of high school. Big fan of the both shows. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I wish I had a show like that when I was his age to figure this shit out with. Because those are things you don't learn from movies and TV normally. You learn the classic love story. You learn a classic war story, tragedy. But you don't get, like, a super emotional, hey, this relationship didn't work. This one took a while to mend, but eventually became friends again. And this one never really corrected itself. And there's still a distance there. Right. That's such a dark thing to put in a fucking kid show. That it. I think I think you had written on because you know we saw the big list of future future topics. You mm-hmm. had written one as uh, there was one weirdly adult stuff. cartoons. Or something That's it. Like and that. I think again it's a bit of a tough one to get into, so I don't mind that we brought it up now. If we really feel it's worth digging into more, then we can do an episode fully. But I'm not super worried about it right now. Bro, they muted my phone while we were doing this. Then you, yeah, you might want to just in case. I know me. I will eventually. I mean, it's on mute, but I just haven't. Do not disturb. And I just realized that. Watching you text like, oh shit, I should probably not have my phone ring like last time. Yeah, let's not do that. I've yeah, had that, that a couple times where it's yeah, like, it it's on do not disturb, but it's on silent. So if the phone is on, mm-hmm. then you get your notification sounds. It's, yeah. like, it's really, it's oddly specific. Luckily, um, we still live in a world where most people don't call each other anymore, so it's rare that happens. 
I yeah, I don't use my phone for phone calls too too often. If anything, it's usually either my mom or Shannon. Those are the two people I call the most. That's or it. I receive I calls from the most. Either vice versa. That's it. It's it's my parents, Paula's parents, or Paula. Really, if I get a call, it's because the person's driving and can't text. I had this morning too. Uh, Paula's mother picked me up. We had a little outing this morning for uh, pants hemming. Again, wedding nine days away. You're gonna stop hearing about it probably after this episode. That would, that's probably true, because I don't think we're doing an episode between now and the wedding, eh? Yeah, realistically, with the scheduling, if it's I even get happen. an hour to myself, I don't know what I'll do with it, because it'll be taken away by something somehow. I can't imagine you'll want to do a podcast in that time. I would love to, it's just oh. I really don't think I could. Oh, wow, wow. I feel unflattered. I love you, man. You know that, bro. High five. high five. Awkwardly held high five. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, good, thing, good. good thing no one can actually see that high five. Yep. They can just hear about it and imagine it in millions of ways worse than it actually was. Thanks, fam. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? So we actually last weekend uh, did a uh, what's I guess become a tradition of ours. Yeah, is uh, I, got, I thought you were going to say did a concert, and I'm like I like that verbiage for we, it. We 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 concerted real hard uh, last. Oh yeah, weekend. we concerted like you wouldn't believe it. But this is the third year in a row. Third year in a row, we're going. Probably my I think I'm counting six or seventh time seeing this band. Period. Yeah, it's my third time. It's I've seen. It's always know. fun. It's always fun. We're talking about Streetlight Manifesto, uh, by the way. Solid, you know, I mean, they're not for everybody because they have a distinct sound and they have a very uh, distinct genre that they belong to, which is ska. Yeah, it's a tough genre. I usually say if you want a good example of it, uh, go watch the party scene from Clueless and listen to the song played by the live band there, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Oh, of course. That is a good example of ska punk. Yeah, it is. I, mean, I feel like, I, feel like I, I, I keep saying like, Blink-182 and Sum 41 kind of almost go ska in their punk styles sometimes. I, I but, don't, like, I don't, very few select songs. Yeah, I don't know if I see it that way. The way I see it is more, like, take your average, like, garage punk band mm-hmm. and throw in a trumpet and a trombone and a sax. And you have That's ska it. music. And I did notice from last year, though, it was a different lineup of uh, instruments. I think last year they had two trumpet sax and the, and the trombone saxophone. They I had believe... three this year. No, I believe this year they had trumpet, trombone, and I think a tenor and a baritone. Whereas okay, last yeah, year, they had an alto and a baritone. That's it. And that's I one believe. of the nice things, too, is it's one of those bands where the lead singer is kind of... The, it's kind of like Nine Inch Nails. You have the lead singer everyone kind of knows. Um, and the rest of the band generally has the same grouping, but things people do phase in, phase out, or, or take a year off or a year on. Yeah, especially... Uh, Especially with a band that has a lot of pieces. The Streetlight Manifesto is a seven-piece band. And that's it. So you get a good sound. You get these lovely uh, brass section solos that are phenomenal. And it's something you don't always get in a show like this. It's No, not in that genre. A lot of that's people... Because that's the thing, is that a lot of people associate... Because, you know, like I mentioned, ska is, I would say, like a cousin of punk, punk music. Yeah. And punk music is known for being very loud... Not necessarily a very polished sound. That's what sort of the appeal of punk rock is that it's yeah. not like this perfect musicality that you have. And Streetlight, at least, definitely turns that over a little bit. And they do focus a lot on, at least relative to them, uh, the technical yeah, side. Sure. Of, you know, as everything's you were got to dis- be crisp and everyone's got to come in at the right time. And it's Yeah, right as you were describing like the, the idea of punk being kind of like grungy and hard and rough and not like super smooth and polished but then you look at a ska punk band especially like I mean Streetlight is a great example again 
And when you get those like those very like specific horn parts, they are super finished, super polished, super clean, and gorgeous sounding. Yeah. And then when you get to the little more like big band moments, the guitar and the drums come in, and the singer, it can get a little more of that punk sound to it, a little more like rough and tumble. But it does make for a nice balance of the two. Yeah. That said, ska is not for everybody, of course. It's, well, it's uh, a very interesting genre. It's an interesting genre, but like I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say if you don't listen to ska, you, like ska music is. It's just another genre of music. Oh like, yeah, and one that most people I can't even when I try to turn someone onto it, most people just go, yeah, no. That's it. I, I I respect that. I've tried a few times to get people into it, and just you know, it's not everyone's thing. And I'm it's not tough. saying that in a. It's not like oh, it's above you. It's just, it's got a very distinct sound. If you're not into it, you're not into it. Same you know, same thing for hip hop. Same thing for EDM. Same thing for uh, classical music. Same thing for jazz. Same thing for country. That's it. Everyone yeah. has their genres and tastes. I mean, music we've done our we've done our share on music, and I think it's a great yeah. set. We oh, we can both, always go back. We're to both music. big music junkies. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, but you're gonna try the rosé now. Go for goes. it. I, I'm as I'm getting closer to the end of it, I'm enjoying it more. But the the, the aftertaste is kind of surprising up front. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's by no means bad. It's just it's different. Yeah. You know, if you were gonna go to the store now and pick one, you know which one you take. I would take the regular. I would. That's not it. Take, but no yeah. harm in that. I would not take the rosé. Magic probably my second one as well. Yeah, you went for the Mad Jack, though. You went for the Mad Jack your second. But I actually grabbed the with ginger one. I've never had that one. And I I don't like the flavor ginger. Ginger is something I never actively choose as a flavor. Like when I do sushi, they put ginger. I never touch it. Right. Uh, I've had like other things with ginger and I never really enjoyed it. But this one, it's such a small difference in flavor. It just makes it a little more bitter and I kind of like that. It kind of kills the sweet Mm. nicely. Okay. And ginger's supposed to be good for your throat, and as we were doing a show with lots of talking, and I've kind of just been getting past the cold. As have I. Uh, placebo effect or not. Just believe that it works, and it'll work. Believe in the heart of the cards. If you believe in yourself, you can do anything that you set That's your mind great. to. Really is such a good... I really like it. That's good. That's what matters. What matters is if you like it. What matters is how you feel. That's it. And that's been part of it. Uh, so on the topic of drinking, though, it's also been for the uh, the wedding. It's been buying all the booze because, yeah. again, I'm doing open bar. I'm no monster. We are all I want my friends to drink. The open bar. And um, it's been a matter of trying to figure out what to stock. Thinking, like, what will people drink? What's going to be asked for? Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely made sure to have all the ingredients for a certain drink you love. Long Island iced tea. You know it, buddy. Attaboy. And, uh, there you go. Oh, I'm going to be pounding those back all night. There you go. <laughs> and like, just make sure we have the staples. There's tequila yeah. for shooting. There's orange juice for screwdrivers. We even got like Clamato. If people want to do uh, Bloody Caesars, Paul is a big fan of those. So is Shannon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. I don't, I don't No, I'm not. I'm with you there. I'm not into them. Like, I just, I hate tomatoes to begin. Like, the funniest mm-hmm. thing, too. Paula and I have a thing we bonded on, which we always like, we always laugh that we like. She found someone who's like her. We both detest tomatoes. Okay. Like the idea of a tomato, like a wet raw tomato on a burger, is nearly gag worthy. Like I will pull it off, but I will like scrape away a layer of the ketchup or mayo that it touched. Cause, like there's a little bit of juice in it. And it's just like. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. An overwhelming tomato can ruin a burger because it does make it soggy and stuff like that i don't i'm not big on tomatoes either i'm and i'm definitely not big on ketchup whereas i love fucking ketchup ketchup to me is the bomb ketchup is is too sweet too sweet for me Mm, magic do you know they do banana ketchup 
That that sounds even worse. I don't it's, like bananas. So, so do I. Um, it's apparently big in South America. Uh, it's kind of like the standard there versus regular country. So I've been led to believe. And essentially, what it comes down to, I someone I know actually, Bruce Street podcast did a tasting of it, and they did a few actually of different ketchups. But that was the one that was most interesting, because really, same ingredient list. But when you think about what's in ketchup, what you're tasting, it's mostly the sugar and the vinegar you're tasting. Oh, okay. The sweetness, like it's such a, it's such a light flavor of tomato. When you realize how much you're tasting, they were saying when you had the banana one. It just tasted like ketchup. Like, it was almost indistinguishable. Had the same texture. Different color, obviously. It's more of a yellowish-orange than, uh, than, than a red. But, I mean, really, when you come down to the ingredients of ketchup, it's so little on the tomato side of things. Yeah. That when they had other ones, like they had a blackberry or, I think, a bean one. Uh, some of the fruit ones, like a blackberry or a raspberry ketchup, where you just replace the tomato with a different fruit... You get a bit more of the flavor because the sugars come from that fruit rather than just the sugar then added. Just, yeah. But generally, when you had a less flavorful thing like a bean or something like that, uh, there was a third one too. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, I think it was fancy ketchup was the last one, which is where they have more chunks of the actual tomato and it's the difference. Oh, like chunky ketchup. That's pretty much it. When you have ketchup with like still bits of the original rind of the tomato kind of thing, that's fancy. Meh. I don't know why or why that'd I'm be just, fancy if anything sounds worse. I'm just, but I'm not big on ketchup in general. I don't put it on anything if it's on a burger. I won't remove it, but I'm not going to put it on my fries. I'm not going to put it on my potatoes. I'm definitely not putting it on my eggs or my craft dinner. I think people oh, who do that dude. are just what's wrong with the world. Oh, dude, it's so, so oh, good I on craft dinner. I can't. Uh, I'm like 90% sure after this podcast, when you bail, I'm probably going to make some KD with ketchup now. Oh, God. I had KD just. for dinner, but regular, no ketchup. And that's it. It doesn't need ketchup. Question. Do you add anything to your craft dinner? Or do you use it just straight up craft dinner? Just straight up craft dinner. As, is there God, any... as God intended. <laughs> is there anything you have added to it you like? Or is, uh, you know, you... No, like, I... I generally I... do it plain, ketchup. But two things I've had, I really like craft dinner. Bacon bits. Okay. And sliced up hot dogs. Alright, that's reasonable. I mean, like, super childish, but just, like, get yourself, like, a generic kosher dog, like... Get a hot dog, slice it up, stick it in your KD... That's it. You let it boil in there with the water for a few minutes so it cooks. And big just... old pot of KD with a big wiener sliced up on it. There you go. Eat your wiener. Eat your wiener. Eat your wiener. Hashtag eat your wiener. Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag eat your wiener. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that back and forth was too cold. I couldn't let I, go. I, I just... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. I think it's okay if we transition a bit early here because I think... Yeah, it, I think I was, I was looking at the time and I was about to like do the whole... How do I transition? I, I, I don't think there's a way that's going to be... Oh, wait, I have one. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Because no one will see it coming that we're transitioning to the new topic. Yeah. Just... So how does your girlfriend Shannon like her... Her... her I can't even words. What'd you call her? <laughs> how does she like her craft dinner? Is she with you on the plain and simple or is she a hot dog, ketchup, bacon gal? You know what? We've never made craft dinner together, but I know she doesn't put ketchup on it. Well, then you uh, you may have found a winner there using online dating. Oh God, that's <laughs> that is such a stretch. Oh my God, I <laughs> I'm a bit happy with myself. I'm ashamed. Speaking of which, speaking of which, online dating. On We're talking dating. online dating. And I guess he sort of outed me. I mean, it's not like it was any big secret. Oh, I knew you wanted to bring it up, so let me just open the open the door, well, roll up the carpet. I was going to do it all fancy because the first comment that we got was from Shannon saying, 
Met this guy on OKCupid about six months ago. Seems to be going well, I think. And, you know, that, 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 presumably that is me. Um, I, I would hope so. Otherwise, I, um. It, no, it is. No, it's, but, uh, <laughs> yes, no, that, that is where, uh, that is where my girlfriend and I met each other. We met on OKCupid. Um, and so online dating, actually, we've definitely shared a lot of our online dating experiences prior to. Oh, like, yeah. We've no. talked about it and we've. Like compared stories, she definitely has some crazier stories than I do. Um, I feel like most women do. That most women do. That's it. They get more messages, especially like really creepy. Oh, do I have a story ones. for you from a, a friend? Uh, she's got a few too. I'm not going to tell them because I don't remember them correctly. But next time you see her, you should definitely ask her. Oh, I will. They're interesting. Sure. They're interesting stories, but. Obviously, online dating, it's become a bigger thing now, especially with Tinder um, becoming... Yeah, I feel like I just missed that line. You well, Not you, that I'm, like, regretting. That's it. It's like, uh, you always bring that up whenever we talk about it. You always say it like that. I'm like, well, I mean... I just feel like uh, it was. it's an experience. Not one that I really, went, like, I'm upset I missed, but I would have been very intrigued to try. Okay, yeah. and Well, I guess my point is that with <laughs> Tinder coming out, I think it's brought online dating more into the mainstream because yes there was okay cupid which is where shannon and i met uh there's plenty of fish there's which other i was using yeah there's other sites that are for online dating whereas tinder came about and it sort of became like this yeah it could be a hookup app but some people were using it for just actually finding someone some people were using it for fun and you know there was this huge stigma on online dating where it was only for desperate people or only for people who can't get any you know can't get a date in real life you know, I, I think people compared online dating to those video dating uh, services. Yeah, they had, like, that's, the 90s a, that's or a vintage 80s. concept. And now we make fun of those. We look back on those and make fun of them because it was just so awkward and so weird. And, you know, the guys that they showed on those video dating sites are like these... Oh, yeah. Whose line is it anyways? It's a whole gag on that concept. That's it. Whose line is anyway? did that. a complete making fun of that. Yeah, with the, the hats. And, you know, so oh, it was just brilliant. sort of... And then... You know, you have those online dating sites that come in, and again, a lot of people don't use them because it's like, oh, well, I, you know, I don't want to seem desperate. I don't want to, you know, I, it's not that I can't meet someone. It's like, I don't want to do this. And there's, they have so many reservations. Then Tinder comes out and just, hey, let's make you a Tinder account. That's how my Tinder account started in the first place. My friend said, hey, Ryan, we're going to make you a Tinder account. I'm like, uh, okay, I feel sure. like I've heard of a lot of people tell they get on Tinder. That is how... Well, I mean, I don't have my Tinder account anymore, but that is how my Tinder account came to be right. uh, way back when, is that, mm-hmm. you know, my friends uh, grabbed my phone and they made me a Tinder account. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I have this now. And yeah, that's where, I feel that's like that's where, where most people I know who have Tinder have admitted to that, mostly. Um, yeah, I feel it's, it's a weird... There's a weird stigma to it, and... Uh, anyone I talk to who's using them and asks about them, because I've used them before, too. Before I met Paula, I actually had used OkCupid. So did she. Yeah. We had a moment, too, we'd realized where I'd actually messaged her right as she stopped using it. Right. Like, she had literally met a guy before we started dating. Oh, wow. So she had not checked it in, like, a few weeks. And in that time, I messaged her, and she never answered me. Oh, wow. And it wasn't one day we both did that, that, I'm sure, you know, that cute couplesy moment of sitting down and deleting your accounts or turning your accounts off or deactivating your accounts kind of thing. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be like, you guys totally did that already now, but whatever. We, uh, yeah. I think, cause I think you told me you guys did, didn't you? We did. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought I wanted to, like, I would something weird there. But um, I remember, like, a, a little while into me and Paula dating me first, kind of said, yeah, I guess this is a thing now. We both sat down and did this, and she opened up her profile to show it to me before she removed it, and I go, yeah, I for sure messaged you. 
Huh. Like, I recall the exact question. Because I had the same gimmick on every time I messaged a girl. Okay. And my search criteria usually was redheads. I was... Um, if I'm going to look, I'm going to look where I like. Fair so, enough. I would always read the profile, find something interesting about them. Like, you know, Paul's case was travel. And I'd ask where... Like, I'd always ask a question about their travels. Like, what was the coolest city you've been to? Or what's the city you really want to go to? Mm. Kind of a, like, I'm not being a creep. I'm interested in this topic as well. I'm opening the door. Here's a question. I hope you answer. And maybe even reciprocate the question and we start a conversation. Yeah. So like, I definitely asked like something about living in Paris or traveling Europe. Well, and fair. never got an answer. <laughs> so it was a really like, it was a good laugh sitting there being like, um, I probably stopped using it by the time that message came through. Uh, and like it wasn't in her inbox. I'm like, does it auto delete or <laughs> old enough message oh, maybe? Oh God. I don't know. Whatever. It was a good laugh. We had a lot of fun. Whatever the real story is, who knows, but we shared a good laugh. That's sad. I don't think I have too many, uh, too many stories like that, but I think it's different. I mean, you know, I hate to say it that way, but for men, it's a very different, um, yeah, playing field than women. It's men more are predatory. Often, it as a yeah, as a woman on online dating, I can only imagine um, mm-hmm. how predatory it is. I'll even say, uh, like, I'll read the the other comment Shannon wrote on. Uh, on our post and she said in all seriousness the amount of guys who get real offended when you don't answer their first message or you don't answer in a timely enough manner you'll probably get a better response rate if you bother to send a better message than hi and you put a little more effort into your profile than I'm a fun guy who loves to have a good time ask me anything yeah I feel like that's the biggest problem too is most guys go in thinking women will come to them and just spam messages so they give as sparse and as little as possible to basically cast the widest net. Yeah, I mean, well, for men, it's definitely is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't focus and send something. Like even for me, when when women did message me first, mm-hmm. if it was just hi, I, I wouldn't respond. Or if I saw a profile, I was just if you want to know something, just ask. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, no. That any further. So I think it's just again, it goes back to not taking it seriously, for lack of a better way to put it, in the sense that it's like. I think some people made an online dating profile and they figure that's enough. It's like, okay, I'm here. Yeah, you know, come, I, I have, come to me. That's it. I've put the hook in the water, no bait or minimal bait. I will wait for a fish to come. I will do no actual effort. That's it. And that, you know, and then they, you know, some of them are probably surprised when it doesn't work. It's like, oh, I tried online dating, it didn't work. Well, it's like, okay, did you try or did you try? Yeah, you know? like there are definitely, like, I look back at, I, so I've only had one experience, plenty of fish. This was a small period of time before I met Paula mm-hmm. and we actually met not through the website in the end as I made clear yes. uh, but that was the thing too like if I found a really pretty girl who was local and all this and I couldn't find something in her profile worth asking her about or starting a conversation about I, I moved on Yeah, it wasn't worth it but I feel the most discouraging thing was when you did get a good conversation going Yeah, and it just ended there was one girl I was messaging I do her name for the life of me and it was going really well with conversation, talking about school and you know, going to the library to study and like books we'd read recently. And just, I had asked something about a book she had just read. And then Radio Science waited a little while, messaged again, just seeing what was new. And I just, it just, like, I just, she met someone else, decided to stop doing online dating, gave up on the, who knows? That's the tough one. It's no tough. No answer is easy. When it's a conversation that just abruptly ends, that's a bit more rough. It's rough, but you, you know, at the same time, you know that there's no obligation to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Like, you know, I know you know that. I'm not saying it's like, oh, well, oh, no, no, on no. you. 
but there are definitely people like like there's a whole there's subreddits dedicated to like creepy PMs or nice oh, guys yeah. or things like that where guys actually get upset that God forbid you stop responding to them like this is you know you you're not allowed once you've engaged in conversation you have to stay in the conversation and and you can't do anything else. Yeah, that pretty much what it comes down to. It's just it's people's perspective on it mm-hmm. is they, they want too much from it they expect too much from it and they think it's like as soon as you start a conversation that's you, you're dating that's the end of it uh, no it's a conversation you speaking to someone who's probably speaking to 17 other people for all you know and if she really hits it off with somebody and they decide to stop using online profiles they're not going to go down and respond to every single person they've ever spoken to in the last week and go by the way I've met someone I won't be using the site anymore bye like, that isn't their I prerogative, and you don't matter to them in the long run, think unfortunately. There's, there's an understanding when you enter into the online dating world is that everyone you're talking to is probably, in fact, probably is talking to at least one or two other people. At least. Yeah, like, even as a guy who was not being, like, I, I think there was only two ever that I kept in touch with that were actually messaged me first, really. Yeah. And I don't think I ever had more than three people in conversation at a time, like, seriously. Yeah, I think that I think I usually had a couple, you know, whether it was actually there was a couple I was talking to, one I was going out with. It, you know, it, it depends. There's not like us. Uh, there was never a hard and set fast rule for me or anything like that. But it was, you know, I think both people go into it with that assumption. And unless like it was someone that was that, you know, we had gone on a couple dates with or anything like that then maybe you owe them a message and be like, hey, I'm either seeing someone else or I don't think this is working out. But if you were just messaging them, by all means, you are allowed to just, that's it, goodbye. Oh, 100%. That's That's the way I saw it. I never took it personally when when I got those uh, end of conversations like that. So, uh, swerving a little bit, uh, do you have any more comments? I'm curious. I have several other comments that are very interesting. If you want to pull them up, I just wanted to bring up one more. I was kind of curious to get your input on. Okay. Um, Which one were you looking at? I, I not none of the comments per se. I have only a glance, and I can't recall anything right off my head. But a, something that came to mind that someone definitely mentioned to me in person was that again that TV show moment to make fun of online dating is the what let's not say we met online because it's embarrassing. Yeah, like I've seen shows pull that line where it's like, oh, if anybody asks, we met at a cooking class, and you did this, and I did like they paint this fake portrait because to say we met online dating. Yeah is embarrassing to to imagine to one day turn to your children and say how did you and dad meet and go well sonny he messaged me on okay cupid like that shouldn't be a bad thing it's funny because once i told my my buddy so mm-hmm. my grandmother for those who don't know uh jewish terms of of family uh sorry juice slang juice slang sure I'm labeling it now. When I told her how Shannon and I met, mm-hmm. she said, you know, that's sort of how um, my my second husband and I met. Really? My bubby Dude. put a, an, <laughs> an ad in the newspaper, in the Gazette. And wow. you know, like it was pretty much an online, like a dating ad. It's like, I'm looking, you know, all I want for Christmas is a friend, I think is what she wrote. Aww. And that's so, really cute. It is. So I Now mean, I feel really bad that I want to make a joke about Do You Like Pina Coladas, that stupid song. Oh, God. No. That's um, about a, But yeah, horrible. The, uh, there's a lot of interesting... I like that, though. It is nice. And there's there's interesting comments that, that what we had is, like, again, talking about the stigma. My cousin Brian, who, like I said, recently got engaged, um, mm-hmm. he, he met his fiance on OkCupid. Okay really? Yep. Yeah. Huh. 
I did not know. Yeah, and he says the stigma regarding online dating is definitely diminishing over time. Online dating is a huge boon for the introvert population who otherwise might not go out and meet prospective partners. I, I mean, worded a lot more elegantly than I would ever do it, but this is when I've spoken to people about online dating who were like pessimistic or cautious about it. And I said it's because back in the day, there were a lot, you were in college, you were in dorms, you were meeting strangers all the time, or you were going to more social gatherings, there was more opportunity to meet new people. Yeah. Nowadays, if it's not someone in your class or in your workplace, how often are you meeting new people? That's it. Like, I mean, yes, there's the occasional going to a party with some friends and meeting a friend of a friend type thing. Yeah. I think that's like the, the biggest stretch I can imagine where at least myself, I've met someone new. Mm-hmm. But... But it's never necessarily someone that you are going to pursue in that way. You might meet just someone who you Oh, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, bit. in general, meeting yeah, new people. that's Whether it. I'm intrigued or not, it's and more even just then, it also... Online dating websites sort of weed out the people who are in relationships already. Yeah. Aren't looking for a relationship. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I never thought of that. This is really smart. And it sort of narrows it down to people who are actively looking for somebody. And it just takes away a little bit of the guesswork, which I think is nice, yeah. you know, for anyone, you know. That, so, so that was the, the kind of, I mean, I've never, I've only ever heard of them, never seen them, but the stoplight party? Yes, I've heard of them. I know that, what you're uh, talking about. The concept being going to a college party where you wear green if you're looking for a relationship or looking for some action. Yeah. Yellow. If you're single, pretty much. If you're single, yeah. Yellow if it's complicated and you're like on the fence kind of thing. And red if you're like, I'm clearly in a relationship, I don't bother flirting with me kind of thing. Yeah. Like if you're talking to me, it's not to get something. Right, that's it. Um, and I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. I never thought about that, but that it's a really smart move that you really... Because if you end up at a party, like, let's say you do end up at a friend of a friend's cousin's event at a bar and you meet, like, a dozen new people, who's to say this person isn't in a relationship, is even looking for a relationship? Uh, their sexual preference even at that point. Yeah, speaking of sexual preference, actually, we had a comment on that. Really? Uh, I'm yeah. intrigued. Continue. Yeah. Uh, Steph. Stephanie. Ah! Yes. Um, she's speaking as a as a gay female. Online mm-hmm. dating seems to open a lot of doors. Sure, it's possible to meet potential partners IRL in real life, but it makes it way easier online, especially for someone who is in the LGBT community. Um, you know, I guess a lot of the time people are assumed to be people are assumed to be straight. Yeah, and in fact, you know, Shannon actually commented in response uh, to Steph saying, you know, like, yeah, people are assumed to be straight, so. If someone doesn't, I guess, appear stereotypically gay or lesbian or whatever, you might not even pursue them even though you might be interested in them. And I think, whereas on online dating, you can list your sexual orientation or you can list what you're interested in. Yeah. So, especially for people who are members of the, the gay community or the queer community, I think that's like that's that's even more useful and helpful. Yeah, because I mean, like, I, I, I often tell my, my favorite little, like, pat myself on the shoulder and stroke my ego moment being at a gay club mentioning that I'm not gay and having a guy who was hanging out with us go like aww <laughs> like I was legitimately someone he was looking into and now realize that I'm not up his I'm not in the same team as him which was like weirdly flattering because he was a good looking guy yeah, it's, it's always flattering but that's it like you're in a it's the same thing like you're at a gay club you're, you're a guy on your own what are the odds you're straight it's almost the reverse <coughs> in that case, but like... It's one of the few places where you're assumed to be 
Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's interesting. I never really thought about that, but the online dating does it really does help that narrow down, like compared to just Oh yeah, it replaces the social interaction that you may not get because you're busy with school and work, but it also makes it a lot easier because you really have I mean, even just the profile, you have a basic idea. Yeah, you know. Like I'm not going to message a chick who's into, you know, s- water skiing and stuff like that and has no interest in video games or comics. I'm like, oh, "Okay, good. You're not my type. That's never going to work. Sorry." That's I it. don't care if you're a 10, 11 out of 10. It definitely takes away some of the uh, mystery, hmm. and it uh, does help you sort of get a little... Like, obviously, there's no replacement for meeting the person. Oh, yeah, But yeah. a profile, a well-made profile, does give you an idea of who you're talking to, and it does give you, like, do I want to message this person? Do I want... Like, if this person messaged me, do I want to respond to them? And things like that. So, online dating for me, definitely, it definitely helped me just cut out a lot of the what is this what is that is this going to be okay is this going to not be okay like what am i doing yeah i'm, I'm just i'm so so bewildered by it. i had never noticed that before but it's just smart aspect of it wow mm-hmm. what are the comments we got i'm curious who else uh who else shouted out uh, well i mean on the on the subject of uh gay uh gay and lesbian and you know queer dating nick 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 does mention grinder our friend nick but that also too is a good point that different um networking tools like that like have different stigmas or have different vibes like you said tinder is generally hookups not Uh, like it's set in stone it's an app for hookups no relationships i wouldn't say it's generally hookups no no i wouldn't say that i'd say there is definitely that that aspect of it and i guess here's again it's an outsider never used it that's the stigma was always the the, stigma you're using okcupid you're using uh, you know, J-Date or whatever service, mm. you're generally looking for a relationship or someone more long-term. Whereas to me, like, again, not ever using Grindr, not that I ever, I have no need for it. Not because, you know, I got all the bears I want, we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but it, not my place. But the, I guess the best way to put it, the the way it was presented to me in any way, shape, and form was, it it's a gay hookup app. It isn't a gay dating app. It isn't to find a lifelong partner. Not to say that it never would be the case, but that generally people who I know who have used it or people who have shown it to me, to me really said it was the it was a hookup app. In fact, not to, I won't name names, I know a couple who met on that app when they really meant it to be a hookup and it just grew into something real. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just like you can put in your profile in OkCupid that you're just looking for casual sex... True. You can use Tinder. Uh, I also know a couple, a few couples that have met on Tinder. Oh yeah, that's it. Like even with the stigma that I have of it, from what I've been taught and seen and know, it's for sure still not its sole purpose. I guess it just kind of has. There's um, remind me after the show to show you, and I'll bring it up too. If anyone wants to look it up, Rooster Teeth did a little uh, short about Tinder. Yes, I've seen a superhero trailer where um. All the superheroes in the in the movie are based on different dating apps. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I saw it. It's that funny. Was, uh, if you look it up, Rooster Teeth Tinder, you'll find it. It's a like a two minute video. Yeah, it, it does cool. it does kind of point out like Grinder is incredibly gay and just wants sex with any guy, but Tinder is very much just hookups and I don't know, but finding a real love is uh, is well done. It's well done. Yeah, no, absolutely. I wish that actually made that movie It'd be really fun to watch. It would be fun to watch. Yeah. Sorry, let's continue. I want to hear more of these comments. I'm loving these. these. Okay, well, I got got a lengthy comment that actually touches on a few bases. uh, From who? I'm intrigued. From a friend of mine, Keitha. Do not know her. I went to. No, you don't know her. Uh, 
former McGill classmate. She has graduated since. Congratulations if you listen and graduated. Maybe she'll listen to this one <laughs> if she commented. Oh, I mean, um, congratulations to anyone who's listening and also a graduate. Oh, wow, okay. You're, you're really just covering the full, yes. uh, full spectrum. Anyway, so she writes... I used Tinder off and on in early 2016. My reason for getting it was kind of a self-servicing way to convince my jerk brain that I was dateable, trademark, hmm. <laughs> and therefore should stop being consumed with social anxiety. I went on a few dates, and it was fun, I guess, but I'm such a tremendously awkward person, they never went anywhere. Amazingly, I never got any weird messages from strangers, thank God, but I did sometimes have people find me on Facebook, uh, people I didn't swipe right to, because there's no way to get away from that na- with a name like Keitha, so that was creepy. Yeah, I was going to say it's an interesting name. Uh, I also had a guy send me a gif of Master Chief from Halo as a way to test me about my video game love. I had a photo of me holding the box of my then new PS4 and I was just, no, I totally bought this $450 piece of machinery to impress boys. Wow, you uh, caught me. Finally, uh, you know, that's like going back to the gatekeeping conversation. That's a while ago. This is what we're getting into for yeah. a minute. Finally, and this is so terrible slash so shallow to say, but I collected matches like Pokemon. But, like, as a very selective Pokemon trainer who accepted only high experience and so accepted maybe one or two out of each 20, I think I amassed around 300 matches. So I guess that's the thing that factors into gender. So, (laughs) one, touch on the gaming subject for a second. I want to be friends with this person because they clearly have an understanding of Pokemon and I'm already in love with them as a friend. Keith is a great person. She's cool. Like, we will have a hangout one day where I get to meet her. Um, I don't think she lives in Montreal anymore. Well, we'll find a way. All right, then. But that is something else, and I've seen a few conversations about it. Again, that gatekeeping subreddit definitely brought some up, but I've seen a few others here and there, or just even like complaints about it. And there is that like kind of like that like uh, that weird stigma of like if a girl does say something in her profile, like even if they just say I'm into Mario Kart, some guys have a reaction to okay, prove it. What's your favorite yeah. track in this thing, and what's CC? Like, fuck off. No. If it's... I tell you I'm into poetry, you're gonna turn around and say, "Well, what's your favorite poem recited by work?" I That's like a few it. Robert Frost. I like a few other ones I've read here and there. I can't think the author's name. Fuck off. I like poetry. It's something that's been kind of fun. I think it just plays into the fact that women, <coughs> women in the online dating um, <coughs> universe have a definitely a tougher time a lot because there are guys like that who are going to be trying to like, oh, you say you're a gamer. You uh, Do you know this? Do you know that? And it's like, I'm looking for a real gamer girl. I'm not looking for one of those fake ones. And it's like... All right, guy. We we get it. You you like video games. So do I. Yeah. You might like them more than me. You might know more things than I do about video games, and that's okay. And that's um, another thing that Keitha brought up was actually collecting Tinder matches. Yeah, explain that a little better, man. I don't really get that. I pretty really much, it's it. just I, at least I think this is what she's she means is that pretty much just swiping right on everyone. Swiping right on someone on Tinder means that you like them. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If they swipe right on you, you get a match. Yes, I get the basics. Okay, just make so sure. So does it just give you a list of all the matches you've made? Yes. So, so even her... if she has no intention to respond to them, That's it. Well, she's just happy people... to see that she got the match. Exactly. So some people okay. like to do that, is that you swipe right on everyone, you just see how many you get, and it's like a little confidence boost, a little feather That's... in your cap. You know what? As a guy back when I was dating, I would have loved to have had that. That would have been really nice. It would have been a real big boost, even if it did lead to nothing. Yeah. Just to see someone say, like, that they also liked you would feel really nice. I can, I can see that. It's a little, like, there's times when you're feeling down. You just want to oh, see yeah, how yeah. many people think I'm oh, attractive. Yeah, no, <laughs> no judgment on that one. If Keitha listens, like, I respect that fully. Yeah. So, there's so I did want to share. Yeah, okay. First of all, the gaming thing. Paula, not a gamer at all. Put on Mario Kart or Mario Party. She will wreck you. Oh, God. I can't fucking stand up to her. I have not beat her once at either one, I don't think. Mario mm. Party, maybe once. It was pure luck. Um... <clears throat> 
But I did want to bring up actually Paula's sister Julie uh, messaged me, and I actually I won't read the exact text so long, but she basically said, "Wow, an episode on online dating. You may as well do the entire episode on me and my poor luck." Oh God! And the poor girl has had some really shit matches and some just really like awkward moments. And one that I definitely said, "Can I please bring up?" And she was like, "Yeah, go for it." Oh no! Was a drunk ex-con. A drunk ex-con. They met for, I can't remember if it was like a lunch or a dinner, uh, but they met, and he had already been drinking. Oh, great. Uh, he had said before they went out that he had been released from prison, and we always joke like, yes, they all deserve a second chance. Doesn't need to be you, Julie. Hmm, you don't right. need to be the one to go give every convict a second chance. And like, I won't go into details, she's given me some details on it, but I will just basically say like... There is such a wide variety of people out there. And, yeah. like, it, like Julie, it was really nice of her to try. And, yeah, it didn't work out. And she kind of did kiss him goodnight because she was kind of afraid of an ex-con. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I'd be in the same boat. Um, but I just feel like it's, it's stories like that. It's those, looking back at it now, she can clearly laugh at them. I look back, the only date I ever went on, like actual face-to-face because of OkCupid, or Playing a Fish, sorry, was this girl who slowly unraveled into dealing drugs, dropping out of school, and like supporting her dad who's a dead because of his drug problem, and just being like, okay, in person and learning more about you, this is not the picture you painted at all. Oh, God. Uh, never spoke to her again. Um, that followed quite soon after that, luckily. Sure. <clears throat> just deleted all contact with anyone I was dealing with. Uh, arms are flailing here. But I feel like, I mean, I was in the comments want to grab before we run out of time. No, I, th- I think I covered all of them. That's, I, I, I apologize if I comments. did miss anyone, but we got some good comments. Uh, and again, we thank you for the comments. They're so lovely. And there's some great comments. Always, I'm really happy with those. Always appreciate comments. Um, Nick, you ever find me on Grinder? Swipe right. All right. Well, that was awkward. Uh, I, I, okay, that, that he knows I love him. Come that on, came out of nowhere. Neck. Oh, he knows I love him. Um, but I guess to say, it's cool. online dating. I think the stigma on it is, if not gone, then definitely going away. Yeah, it's, I, I'm hoping with our generation right now, we're seeing less and less of the "I'm embarrassed" beginning online, and it's more accepting, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, just with the way people's schedules are, with school, with work, with this, with that, it's just. You don't have time to actively be looking for people. And you know what? It's also just easier to know who's also out there looking for someone. You yeah. don't go up to a random person at a party, hit on them. I mean, you could. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. You know, if you meet someone in person, you meet someone in person, that's great. That's fantastic. But, you know, for people who are maybe not as not as confident, not as, uh, you know, don't don't necessarily have the... I guess I'll say the confidence to go up to someone and just start making moves, but want to meet someone, you know, online dating is there and it sort of takes away the mystery. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're looking for this. I'm looking for this. Maybe we are what the other person needs or wants or is interested in. Yeah. I think as we reach the end, we kind of go to our summary phase. We usually enter at this point. That is, I think, the biggest thing, and I think just even the realizations I've had today that I want to make sure everyone else got as well is that it's not only convenience, I mean, it's, it's convenience, but it's also a, a deeper level of convenience, not just a matter of, like, I don't know if I should go meet people, I can just do this from my home or from my phone on my break, 
but it's also just knowing a little bit about the person. Are they on the right level as you? Are they just looking for a hookup or... You okay there? Yeah, keep going. Did you just drop the... No, I'm good. Okay, no. Waxman did not just fling the uh, bottle opener into the air and drop it on his nutsack. That's not what happened at all. Just just keep summarizing, please. (laughs) To to continue the summary, though, uh, anyone who's nervous to try it, try it. Worst case scenario, as much as I might talk to say, you're back where you are now. You have nothing to lose. That's... (laughs) You have nothing to lose. Uh, and only a I'm chance okay. to gain, only a chance to gain some confidence or meet someone new. And I, 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 very few. I can only think of one person. And I mean, it's a minimal example. But people who have met through online dating sites and have just become friends in the end. Like conversation led to, yeah, we would never work out, but I like your style. Let's go hang out. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I have situations where, yeah. uh, well, not me personally, but I know people who have uh, done that. Yeah. Yeah. Try it out. There's no harm. There's no foul. There's there's very little risk. I mean, play it smart. Play it safe, obviously. But I think it's really becoming something big. And I, I look at shows like How I Met Your Mother is the prime example of a show where they've made the joke of how did you meet? And don't say online dating. Um, but really, no. Because I can't think of anyone I know our age who is in a relationship that did not meet work school. I'm looking back at every relationship I've had work, school, one friend of a friend. There you go. And even then, like... I, uh, I know that whenever people do ask me when, uh, how Shannon and I met, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. No, I'm glad I, you're not. You know, I, I, I tell people, listen, we met online, and it's going really well. So that's it. That's what matters. So maybe then again say thank you to our listeners all of you we love you you're thank, amazing people thank you listeners thank you we love times you. two to those of you who commented yes we actually love you proportional to the number of comments and number of words per comment yeah so being very wordy and making a lot of good points and repeating your comments and commenting on other people's comments and furthering the conversation we're I mean, like, you're just... We're, we're like college professors right now. Like <laughs> giving out points for participation. But it's not just If you properly source your comment too, bonus love. Yeah, and raise your hand before... Uh, before uh, before comment. I cannot stand... You ever have teachers who did that who didn't bother with the hand raising? They just, like, they owned an open forum? Battle Royale. Absolutely. Like, it was generally well-conceived, but you had the person who would still raise their hand and conversations would go back and forth from, like, four, five, six, seven people, and they'd be like... Yeah. And then you'd finally jump into the last second and it'd be like, wait your turn. Fuck off. <coughs> Sorry, right. I random digressed. Yeah. Uh, again, our thank you go out to, and this week let's do both again. I like this thing from last week. Our editor, Kishi, who takes the time to go through this episode to make sure you don't have the sound of the AC or Paula closing the door on us when she walked in in the middle of this episode you probably didn't hear because Kishi took care of that sound. Yay. And Andrea, our lovely artist, who is... All ramped up for season four of Ruby. I'm so excited. Yes, it's coming the trailer out in a drops few weeks. in. The trailer drops like what, like this week? Something like that. On the fourth should or the be seven. good. We are ready for Ruby Volume Four. Oh, I'm so down. Solid, solid show. Oh, so good. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at at Ryan W and at Voxelstot. Thank you. I was glad you took that one. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. I think that's all we usually do uh, for housekeeping, eh? Yeah, that's kind of the end of the housekeeping. I just this is generally where you get really close to the mic I, and whisper something or make a random song sometimes in the past. I don't think I have anything this time. We're going to end it very, very seriously. Business. Professional. Numbers. Cock. Synergy. Cock.